This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Right now. I'm wearing headphones, rocking it back old school radio days. How about that? And somebody said it looks like I'm plugged into a Walkman. And I remember when I got my first Walkman. Because my brothers and I had to share it. And I was the youngest, so how, how often do you think I got it? And you had your case of cassettes, and then people started to crap on your music selection. And I'm like, then bring yours then! How many times did we have that conversation at parties? This is the Rod Peterson Show. Yeah, it is. Thank you very much. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Rick Regan. You know what I'm looking at? I'm looking at the NFL scores from Sunday to see if the Dirty Birds played, and they did not. The Atlanta Falcons. So, yeah, we're on the radio, WQEE Atlanta. How you doing, Ryan, our radio? And we're on the television, Game Plus. Did you say we must have Moose with us, Darren Moose DuPont from DuPont Media? How about that? There he is. What oh, do you yeah. got, Moose? You got your free hat. Got you got my, your free hat going. Got my free hat, my free cup. They, they uh, treated the media well. I will say they, uh, they got the dual language on the cup. So uh, at least they got that right. Coupe de Grey. Cool. Okay. I don't know if you were paying attention from after you went off an hour one. You can leave that lid on if you want, by the way, although it would be a shame to cover that hair. We did talk <laughs> a lot about... The Grey Cup, the 110th Grey Cup Sunday, thrilling finish, storybook finish. The Montreal Alouettes, Montreal Alouettes beat the Winnipeg Blue Bombers 28-24 to capture it. It was an upset, and it's cool. But there was Week 11 in the National Football League. I would like to get to that. There are some big games in the National Hockey League tonight, three, six, seven games in the NHL. And just to, uh, just to empty out the text line, and for those, I apologize if we didn't get to yours. 902-518-3033. I do want to talk about our weekend in the Golden Girls restaurant, too. Our text line's brought to you by Sober Carpenter Non-Alcoholic Craft Beers. Shelly Schaefer writes in. She is in Regina. And she says, hands down, 1989. That's our poll question. What's the best Grey Cup of all time? 1989, Saskatchewan over Hamilton, 43-40. 2005, double overtime at BC Place. I was there. Jeté la. The title of my next book. Watching from the sidelines, as a matter of fact. Edmonton over Montreal. Uh, last night's Cody, Cody's comeback, as so named by our producer, Clark. Hell or yes. other, and everybody's voting. Everybody's voting for eighty-nine. That's not a shock. Buffalo Bill writes in from Oklahoma, watching the program, and says greetings and no hallucinations from oil country, Oklahoma. Awesome Grey Cup. It had overtime potential, and he wants to know: Are the Bombers becoming the Buffalo Bills of the North? Four Grey Cup appearances and only two wins. No, they're not because they won. Yeah. And by the way, 
The Blue Bombers have thrown a lot of shade at me over the last year or two, specifically pulling clips from this show that didn't fit their agenda or narrative and putting, what should we say today, Moose? Oh, wait, we don't do post-game trash talking. I got nothing to say about Winnipeg losing. I, I see a lot of people saying how great it feels to see Winnipeg lose, and I don't feel anything good out of that. I just feel real good for Cody Fajardo. Um, but I want to move on. We can come back. Your Titans got spanked by the Jaguars, right? How much were you paying attention to Week 11 of the National Football League? We got to talk about that. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, obviously, the early window uh, was great to pay attention to the NFL. And then in the afternoon window, it shifted to the CFL in the pregame, as it should. So the late games for me in the NFL got lost and, and uh, overshadowed by the Great Cup. But the early games, yeah, they were there. And, you know, go back and follow the storylines. I mean, um, Seattle couldn't get it done at the end. Um, Minnesota and Josh Dobbs, the great story that was, had a chance late to come back and try and drive for a game-winning field goal. Couldn't get down the field. Pittsburgh against Cleveland without Deshaun Watson. I thought Pittsburgh had a real good opportunity. They they kind of blew it against Cleveland. Uh, not able to come back and, and win that game either. Another close game. So watch there. And then, you know, you talk about some of the later games. The Jets benching Zach Wilson finally um, late in that game in the second half. So lots went down in, in, in the week in the NFL. Yeah, well, I swear... Variety is the spice of life. That's one of the reasons why I think this show has survived while others are packing it up. And I'm getting it a lot. People are writing me, oh, Rod, did you see so-and-so packed up their show? No, I didn't. Um, but with the CFL season ending, World Series ended a little less, almost a month ago. Now we're getting, we can narrow our focus a little more to the NHL and the NFL. It was literally just, it was just too much. And I'm excited about the Florida Panthers. Tonight, home to the Edmonton Oilers, and I'll get to that in a second. It's one of the featured games. The games tonight, because that's what we do in hour two, are these. Oilers at Florida, Bruins at Lightning, two NHL games, both in the state of Florida, which, by the way, we were going to go to Tampa. I think I told you that. We were going to go watch the Oilers there, but I woke up sick Saturday. I'm still sick, and we left the house, and I was like, uh, Saturday late morning, I was like, Serena, we could have been in the car to Tampa right now. And she's like, thank God we're not. <coughs> There'll be other times to go to Tampa. Pretty sure. Rangers are at Dallas tonight. Shout out Allie and Texarkana. The Dallas Stars are home to the New York Rangers. Colorado at Nashville. LA Kings at Arizona. Flames at Seattle, the opener of a four-game road trip for the Flames. And then San Jose at Vancouver. I want to come around on a bit on some of these games, but Allie in Texas is watching, and she wrote in. She goes, I want to go to the Golden Girls restaurant so bad. <laughs> Again, it's the Rod Peterson Show, not Sports Center, and so I'm going to tell you just some stories. I Listen, dude, I went to go watch the Cardinal Gibbons high school football game against Cavalry, Calvary Christian Academy. I go all the way to Cardinal Gibbons Field, Darren, and I drive right up to the locker room. Nobody's there. So I said to, <laughs> he was like a construction looking guy, but definitely a Florida guy. Cause I said, uh, hey bro, isn't the game here today? He's like, oh dude, they had to move the game. The field's flooded, go look. 
The whole field was flooded for the massive rains we had last Whoa. week. It was underwater. He goes, they moved it to Calvary. I'm like, oh, cheese and rice. So I jump in the Jeep, rip over to Calvary, and I'm like, whoa. It's raining here, by the way, right now, and it's not cloudy. I don't get it. It's raining right now. I was going to take my Jeep for a rip this afternoon. Doesn't look like that's happening. Anyway, squirrel. Um, watch the, I'm, I'm at Calvary Christian. It's like Notre Dame College, for those of you that are watching that know, but way better weather and massive, really cool facilities. I say Notre Dame because you've been on the grounds, right? Private school. Yeah. Uh, and that's just hockey. Caval Calvary Christian is where they play the beautiful stadium, brand new football stadium. They just do it different. That's not even the point of the story. Came home, watched Hockey Night in Canada, and then Shameless, really getting into Shameless. And then Serena saw this ad on Instagram a while back for the Golden Girls restaurant in Miami. It's a pop-up. I don't even really know what that is. Other than Hobo Donuts, our favorite donut place, which doesn't even exist anymore. It's a restaurant that's only open for six weeks, Darren. Um, just let me ask you this, and I can answer your questions. If you go to my personal social media, go to my Instagram, Twitter, you'll see the photos of the Golden Girls restaurant, obviously patterned after Rose, Blanche, Sophia, Dorothy. What questions do you have from this place? Because it was amazing. Well, <clears throat> what was on the menu? That's the first question. What were the menu items? Okay. I ordered, she ordered for me. You pre-order. You book your spot, you pre-order the meal, and it's ready when you get there. They've got assigned seating. Okay. And uh, I had Rose's lasagna. She had <coughs> a sandwich and fries. I think it was Dorothy's, Dorothy, like Dorothy's Denver or whatever, like you and I talked about. There's a variety of things. Yeah. And we had some big deep-fried matzo balls. It was amazing. Cheesecake, some of the one... No, you've never had Ooh. bad cheesecake, but this was really good. Yeah. So there's oh, that. That was that. Homemade, largely food. Yeah, that part was pretty cool. Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. Um, I, I noticed, like, was all the seating outside? Like, in, like, the little courtyard? And then what yep. inside was, like, a little tour around the set? It's kind of what it looked like. You nailed it. Yeah, it was like a covered, covered restaurant, but it was outdoor. And you're right. It had Blanche's bedroom. You don't even want to know what went down there. The kitchen, <laughs> all the rest. So Golden Girls, look it up. If cool. you're coming to Miami, you're going to want to go. We did have a lot of fun there, so thank you. Um, I saw this this morning came down from TSN. Where can I? I'm not sure if I'll be able to find it. Here it is. Winnipeg Jets sit first among Canadian teams in TSN's power rankings of the National Hockey League. And to be honest, I was kind of sitting there going, that kind of came out of nowhere. But then again, maybe not. Let's get back on track as a sports show here. Where the heck is it? I'm just, oh, I'm trying to find, here it is. TSN has the Bruins ranked number one team in the NHL. Rangers two, Kings three, four Colorado Avalanche, five the Florida Panthers. This looks eerily similar to mine. The Jets, Winnipeg Jets sixth in all of the NHL, as so named by TSN. Vegas seven, and for some reason it's not, oh yeah, Vegas seven, Dallas eight, 
Okay, Pittsburgh 9, Philly 10, Vancouver 11. Hello, the Leafs are just coming off a win. You're, are you looking it up too? How's Toronto? Yeah. I'm sorry. Does, do, do we not feel like Toronto should be higher? Approved. We, we do, especially Clark now. Clark clearly does. The sw- yeah. I mean, coming and it's 111 Eastern. Series. Everything is happening. Everything is happening. <laughs> it's 111 Eastern. Okay, continue. Sorry. I, but I caught a couple of those Global Series games. They were a lot of fun. They really were. Um, and it was good to see the Swedes play really well. Um, and, you know, the whole country embrace it. But Toronto's won four in a row now. Kind of on, on track a little yeah. bit, even though one was, in a, you know, in, a, in overtime. But they're not scoring a lot. I think they're, like, they're single digits and their goals plus differential, right? Goals for, goals against. Like, I think they're, you know, four goals is the differential. <laughs> but... Um, yeah, I mean, what's interesting is Vegas. I'm looking at the overall standings. They're still second in the National Hockey League overall standings. You know, Dallas is up there, Florida, Colorado. I mean, the Jets, though, big surprise. They're ahead of Toronto, and they've just, like you said, come out of nowhere. They're just, you know, I don't, as much as we heard noise out of Winnipeg last year and the year before with the coach and some of the players and the bad culture and Hellebuck uh, wants out and Shifley doesn't need to be there. Doesn't it feel like they've just put their head down? They're not complaining. They're not bragging. They're just showing up to work every day, doing their job and punching out, right? Meanwhile, Edmonton's whining about McDavid and Dreisaitl and Toronto's whining about Matthew, you know what I mean? And the coach and you know, Calgary's whining about their thing. And, you know, Vancouver's doing fine, but they're telling everybody, you know, we're going to win the cup. And they're yelling from the rafters. You know, Winnipeg put on their hard hat going to work, right? And all of a sudden, they've it's quietly weird. snuck up to the top of the standings. Yeah, weird. Um, John Ohm, I appreciate, appreciate him being with us today and every day. Um, he said, Rod, did you mention Kyle Connor? Top goal scorer currently in the NHL of 14 goals. No, I did not, but you just did. I think part of the reason, it's really interesting when you say that about them just putting on their hard hat, doing their job. There's, I say this as respectfully as I can, there is no media in Winnipeg to carry their message. And while that kind of seems unfair because there has been many, I think of TSN Radio in Winnipeg as the media. I really do. You know, when Westwood was on last week, I said, Troy, I used to just tune in just to listen to you. And I didn't care about the Bombers or the Jets. They carried the flag for Winnipeg sports. And now it's Winnipeg sports talk, which is great. But it's only two hours a day. It's no different than ours. It's not 24-hour sports radio. Calgary and Edmonton both have the sports radio. And it just Winnipeg's really gone silent as a market sports-wise. And that might be why what you say you don't hear much from the jets well who who is there to carry the message you know yeah. having said that i told you i think i've told you i don't know whether it was on the air or off but that I, when i every time i open my phone to instagram something pops up from barn burner and i don't understand how the algorithms work but you have told me in the past the reason that keeps popping up is because i keep watching it and i'm like well that's cool because i'm friends with boomer and i'm friends with rhett warner and those guys but i feel like we as a media aren't doing ourselves any favors because to be honest when the flames had won a couple last week before going into losing the islanders game 
oh, they're looking really good. They're playing as a team. Ah, oh, blah, blah, blah. Everything's great. And I'm like, no, you can't. You can't do that. Because two weeks ago, you were saying, sell the team, rebuild, blah, blah, blah. Like, you can't do that. Come on. I'm not joking. Because I look at Edmonton, what wagged the dog? The fans and the media together. Now, having said that, Serena showed me what, I think it was Oilers Nation or one of these digital accounts. They screenshotted, did you see this, or took photos of letters to the Edmonton paper from like 1984? and put it on their account, and how psycho the Oilers fans were then. So different now. But they did not have social media then. They did not have 24-hour sports radio then. And they weren't firing coaches like they changed their shorts. And so all I'm, like, I, I kind of, Serena and I have these great talks. Why we get along so well. I'm like, do you think that, in Canada, we analyze it too much. Because I said in football, while I love hockey the most, and my happy place is that press box at Ameren Bank Arena tonight, football's better in that they only play one game a week. So you play, and then you got three days to talk about the last game, and then three days to ramp up the next game, and then you play. Then you got three days to talk about the last game, and three days to ramp up for the next game. Then you play. Then it's three. Hockey... It's just a constant wheel, and by the time you're done, whack, it's time to start all over again. And it's almost like there's too many games. You know, we need to pause for a second. Yeah. And I have not yet finished where we're at with the uh, Oilers at the Panthers tonight and some of these other games. Okay. Barb Nicholson writes in and says, a name for this Grey Cup game, Miracle on Melrose. Is it on Melrose Street? I thought it was on Balsam Avenue. We'll be back in a moment here on Game Plus Television, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. 
Okay, guys, RP here, and I'm proud to be teaming up again with Manscaped this fall, the worldwide leader in below-the-waist grooming. Look, sponsors want people pushing their products who actually use them, and I'm that guy. I've been using the lawnmower for years. Not just your typical clipper. Its contour design and no clunky cords eliminate all the hassle when you're doing your own manscaping in the bathroom. And please tell me you do that. But then for guys my age, you're going to want to add the Weed Whacker 2.0 to your shed. It's for ears, nose, and anywhere else that hair grows where you don't want it. Let's face it, we don't want to admit it, but it's a fact. Just one hair out of place, in the wrong place, can be the end of it. So here's what you do. Go to manscaped.com right now and use the promo code THERPSHOW. All one word. It's live right now. If you tried to buy these products separately, you'd be paying hundreds of dollars, but you'll pay a fraction with the promo code THERPSHOW and get them all in one package. The promo code THERPSHOW gets you 20% off your order and free shipping. Care about yourself, for God's sakes. Go to manscaped.com and use the promo code THERPSHOW. You can thank me later. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good to be back with you. Hour two of a brand new week. Episode number 1124 of the RP Show. And by the way, yes, I am in South Florida tonight. The Edmonton Oilers are here. And can't wait. It's a 7 p.m. face-off. We're going to go to the rink real early and see our good friends. By name, Cam Moon. Going to be waiting for us. Gene Principe. Cam, of course, the radio voice of the orders. Darren is in Toronto. And that viewer, last segment, Moose, had written in and said, the miracle on Melrose. I was like, I thought it was Balsam Avenue for this name of the field. The streets around Tim Hortons are Balsam Avenue, Beechwood Avenue, <coughs> Melrose Avenue, and Cannon Street. I think for the sake of simplicity, Producer Clark's Cody's comeback will suffice. What do you think? Yeah, I like it. I, I, I'm down with Cody's comeback. That's what it was. It, was, it, was, uh, it should be about Cody at the end of the day. He's the one who's, who was the MVP, the stories around him uh, engineering that game-winning drive. I like it. We're on national television in Canada, in case you forgot. Game Plus Television, 31 U.S. states, and the U.S. viewers are tuned in because, obviously, they like the Canadian ball, or they like us and like what we talk about and don't really care what we talk about because we're entertaining. That's what I get from the most of the Americans. Michael J. writes in from Maple Ridge, B.C., and says, a name for last night's Grey Cup, the Fajammer in the Hammer. I didn't realize we were looking for a name. I like it. But thank you, Michael J. in Maple Ridge, B.C. Is this Michael, Michael J. Fox? Isn't Michael J. Fox from Maple Ridge, B.C.? I wonder if it's the same guy. 
Uh, now that would be something. Uh, I know, right? Kirk in Toronto writes in and says, my pick for one of the best Grey Cups in history is 1987 with Jerry Corrick's last-minute field goal. Edmonton 38, Toronto 36 at BC Place. Well, we had to settle on three for our poll today for Key Auto Group. 1989, 2005, double overtime at BC Place. 2023, last night's game or other. And I think we've got them right. Running away with it is 1989, Hamilton over Sask, 43 to 40. Regarding the coverage and the hysteria, I, okay, I guess it's true and it's fair. But Allie in Texas says, I like all the, what did she call it? All the coverage, all the craziness around the games. Okay, it's fair. I like it too. But, you know, I got so many people writing me there and saying, Rod, you seem so happy in life right now. And I am for a lot of reasons. Number one, it's 28 degrees Celsius, man. I'm in a golf shirt. But number two, I dip my toe in to see what everybody's saying. And then I take my toe out. Get the hell out. Because you can get sucked into the undertow of whatever topic you want and get lost for days. So... And that's what, that's, I've tried to say it a million times, people don't seem to get it. The owners and managers listen to the media and they listen to what the fans are saying. And I believe that directly leads to firings like Jay Woodcroft or Jason Garrett or whoever um, in Leafville. It's not, it's not just a Canadian thing. It happens here too. So I, I think it's irresponsible, I guess, to go off and call for people's heads and firings. If you're media, fans, you can. But media, I think it's irresponsible. Because in a week, you're going to change your blinking mind. What do you think? Am I, am I completely wrong I, on this? I mean, yeah. We're, <laughs> we're going to speculate on, on what they could do and, and some options and things to think about. And, and we have to be, at the end of the day, I think we end up being the voice of the fans. Um, but... You're right. Yeah. Like you're only going to have an opinion based on what the facts are today. Next week, after a team, let's say hockey, rips off three in a row, four in a row, all of a sudden it's like, hey, coach is doing pretty good. I don't want to fire the coach. But last week, you wanted anybody but that coach. You know, but that's, that is a, uh, a summary of how the fans think. So at the end of the day, we're just the voice of the fans and, you know, giving them a place to come and talk. The, the, the team should yeah, 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 listen yeah, 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 to the yeah, media. Yeah. yeah, but they do. I mean, there's no good documentaries anymore, or at least none that I've seen. But they used to be. You would show a camera in the SUV with the coach or the quarterback, and he's driving down the freeway, leaving the practice on his way home, yes. and he's got the sports radio on, right, all yeah. the time. They don't have that in the documentaries anymore, but trust me, the coaches and players are doing that. And the owners, too. They are. Because I'm with them. You know, and that's whatever. It's just like... it. Thank God for you, and thank God for our COO, Joe. Because we had... You're kind of helping me along here. Because I'm still the guy that... I'm watching live sports, live TV, and live radio. I don't listen to podcasts. Oddest thing ever. I host, too. Don't listen to them. You know what I mean? So I had a 
Yeah. I don't want to be careful because he watches this show every day. An elder statesman, if you will, of the CFL, who I didn't even think could spell PVR. But then wrote me on Saturday, and he's like, how about Jim Barker? Doesn't want to talk, doesn't want to make a statement on Chad Kelly, then talks for five minutes, and you have to cut him off. And he was watching it on his PVR, recorded the next day. I don't do that. Yeah. You, you, do you? Clearly you do. What? PVR sports talk shows? Just programming in general. There's, I'll tell you something. The only thing that we watch, PVR, is Dateline, Cold Justice. I really like that show, Cold Justice. And then I've told you about some of our Netflix shows like Shameless and Apple sure. TV, The Morning Show. But overall, but, but, but sports talk, I've never, ever would go listen to a podcast. And I'd sure, no, unless, I, you know, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I, I, I listen to podcasts, um, some of them. You know, some of the ones that I listen to or some of the guys I like. But do I do it regularly? No. And I sure as heck don't do it the next day. I'll do it, you know, if I, there's, there's shows on when we're on. So later in the afternoon, I may, I may or may not put a show on. We'll see. Um, and, and listen to it. But yeah, I'm not, I'm not listening to it or watching it the next day. The only show I remember PVRing, and I remember so long ago, was before PVR. I, you know, you put the VCR tape in and recorded it to watch later, was, uh, was 24 with Jack Bauer, Kiefer Sutherland. That's the only show I remember ever PVRing. And now, obviously, Netflix. We watch okay. it. Okay. Opening this up to the audience. You got to have a little gray around your temple, if you will, be a little older, because the kids would have no idea what we're talking about. But what shows did you make sure and tape? I will tell you this Don Cherry's Coach's Corner. I always had the VCR set for 7.40, depending where I was, or time of year, 6.40, 5.40. For whenever the first period was over, start taping. Don Cherry's Coach's Corner. All couldn't live with well, what Grapes was going to say. And that really is the only one. Craig in Calgary writes in, Craig Drebbit, regarding the game and says, it was a great game, but guys, it wasn't a miracle. I mean, it was for Cody. Again, perspective. <laughs> it was for Alouette's yeah. fans. I mean... Trying to be Joe positive, not negative Nelson here. Because, listen, you can sit and find a lot of faults with the CFL. And to be honest, I could find a lot of faults with the NHL if we wanted to. We could sit and bang on Gary Bettman why the Coyotes sitting there in Arizona. Just it gets tiring. So let's talk about the benefits. And for the CFL, there was a ton. Uh, Green Day was great off the hop. The pregame, kind of wondered what I was watching. But... Straightened out. Thought it was great. I didn't know what, what's going on here. Yeah. Um, but it, the whole show was fantastic. And as far as the game goes, what more could you want? I predicted a Winnipeg win by six points or less. And, it, and uh, the other team won by four. Uh, dude, that's why I said we need to take a couple minutes to just put our mind, get our mind around this. We'll look back. This is where legends are made. A minute, 46 to go. 83 yards to march it. You're down three in a championship. Guy, 
This is what you dream of. This is what they made movies about. It happened last night. Don't you agree? A guy, too, who has made the CFL his home. Not a guy in Cody who necessarily is trying to get back to get to the NFL. He's come here and accepted the league. He's been around for a while, and he engineers a game-winning drive in a, in a Grey Cup that nobody thought he could win. Nobody thought he could uh, even play the game of football. Get he there. just had to hand the ball off and just not screw it up. You know, if they were going to have a chance, let their defense score the points. You know, and then he threw the football to a Canadian who had gone through the Canadian university system for the game-winning points. You know, like this is everything the CFL could want with, you know, and a guy in Tyson Philpot who's got a brother in the league, who's got a dad that's a star or was a star in the league, right? Like there's so many great things. You got football people, Redemption and Jason Moss. And, you know, how about Danny Machocha, who was kind of thrown out of Edmonton a little bit and nobody thought he knew what he was doing anymore after the end of the way things ended up in, in Edmonton <coughs> goes to university football with the Montreal Caravans wins there and now comes back and wins a great cup. I mean, just so many great storylines. And then, you know, you'd like to talk about the language issue, not having the French language in the stadium or the French CFL language. And then you got Decois yelling to RDS about that and they've overcome it. And guess what? They're going to shove it down your throat and take this thing back to Quebec. Like there were so many good storylines that this could be a movie if you wanted it to be. And with all due respect to Craig Drebbit in Calgary, says it was no miracle. Kind of was, bro. And for my yeah. guy, Cody, while, you know, I'm not going to make any apologies for the fact that I love him. And he's told me the I same back. Bad. I love the guy. He took every hater, every hater. He took a sword, jammed it right down their throat, snapped it off, jammed their chin lit him on fire, and kicked him down the field. Off the cliff. How that must feel. Everyone. Wow. It's a movie. It is. He is Montreal's Vince Papel. Do we have Jermaine Franklin? He's smiling. He's always smiling. Okay, Darren, you're gone. You're done. You have a great Toronto day, okay? You bet. Thank you. The peerless Jermaine Franklin joins us next from the Sports Center desk. We're live on the Game Plus Television Network, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live. Guys, Manscaped has done it again. This fall, the worldwide leader in men's below-the-waist grooming has come out with the Handyman Facial Razor. Like all their products, it's innovative and unique. It's compact and sleek, which makes it easy to fit into your shaving kit for road trips. Plus, it charges via USB. What will they think of next? And right now, with the promo code VRPSHOW, you get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. That's promo code VRPSHOW. Make life easier and drive the ladies wild. Get to manscaped.com today.
RP Show continues on this gorgeous Monday. And by the way, Jermaine Franklin is our NBA guy. I'm not sure we've ever told him that, but consider himself served. Pascal Siakam scored 23 points. Scotty Barnes and Dennis Schroeder each had 17. And the Raptors never trailed in beating Detroit 142-113 Sunday at Scotiabank Arena. We'll talk some raps and hopes with Jermaine, who joins us now from Toronto. How you doing, Frankie? Uh, doing well, Rod. Doing well. And I couldn't agree more with uh, your guys' assessment of the Great Cup game last night. It was tremendous. And I have to admit, I'm one of the guys that never, never gave Montreal a chance from the beginning to the end, even when they got in the game after what they did to the Argonauts. And it was almost like it was the perfect disguise because their defense did it all against the Argos in the Eastern uh, final. And then the offense came alive when they needed them most in the Grey Cup. It was unbelievable. It was outstanding. Oh, yeah. Yeah, thank you for that. And as a matter of fact, take us a little further into that, if you don't mind, because it's I, that's why I say we need to take a couple days and just digest what went on here. All the storylines, the way the game went down. And from a TSN guy, I can't think of a more signature event for your network, save for maybe the World Juniors, than the Grey Cup. And I think the Grey Cup might even be more. Like, this is something you guys are so proud of. Oh, it's our crown jewel, absolutely. And, and like you said, the storylines, the fact that Sean Lemon was sitting on his couch for more than half the season and he still ends up with 13 sacks, a huge sack in the Grey Cup. Uh, <laughs> Sankey, who comes in winning after winning an XFL title, and he comes back and he just continues to win again with the Alouettes. And you guys mentioned it, Cody Fajardo. I mean, when you play in, let's face it, Regina, the the mecca of the CFL, uh, and you get roasted. You do well, but you also get roasted, and then you're like, okay, well, you're thrown out. You're done. And then he comes back and he wins the championship with the Alouettes. It's just um, an incredible story. And good on him. He was so well-spoken last night. Uh, and the fact that that team came together the way that they did uh, is pretty special as well. That is that is what movies are, are made of, really. Um, yes. Reality, you know, reality beat Trump's fiction all the time. And this Alouettes team, the way that they were able to come together Trump's fiction 100 out of 100 times. <laughs> yeah, who would believe the movie? You'd watch it and go, nah, that would never happen. No, it did at Tim Hortons Field on this Sunday night. So, Frankie, as I said, I don't follow the NBA as closely as I should, but I got my hands full with everything else. So just give me a little bit of a... When I saw the 142 points the Raptors scored, I'm like, that's got to be a typo. Are they that good or the yeah, Pistons right? just that bad and what, what happened yesterday? Yeah. It's definite it's definitely a little bit of both. Uh the Raptors, um, the Raptors are a good team. They're a good team. Uh, and you can see that they're starting to come together. Now, let's be honest. What is the what is the definition of a good team? I guess in my opinion, it's a team that could make the playoffs and possibly make the playoffs without having to be in the play-in, but a lot of things would have to go right for the Raptors. Um, they set a franchise record for scoring points on home uh, on home court, which is pretty special. And yes, the Pistons are not a good team. Um, they're just playing bad. But the fact that they didn't play down to their opponent, you got to give them credit for that. And the one special thing, the one stat that you guys can keep in mind 
um, as you uh, peek in on the Raptors or follow the Raptors, is the fact that they are distributing the ball. They are per- currently fourth in the league in assists uh, per game, which is huge. Last year, they are in the mid-20s. Uh, I believe they were 23rd in the league. Um, and they didn't have the talent. They still don't have the talent to, to have that that uh, isolation ball that they played a lot last year. And I think uh, they're going to grow and be better for it uh, moving forward. Well, I got to check the schedule for when they come through Miami here, because I'll tell you what, you can't, you don't have to drive too far. You see heat license plates, heat gear. The heat are a very big deal here and a very good team. And uh, they're just expected to make a run every year. That's the kind of, that's the kind of brand you want. That's the kind of franchise you want, right? Like the Heat, they're just expected to win every year. And they're usually in it in the end. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the Heat, yeah, when you think about Bam Adebayo, and uh, it's just the fact that they continually, uh, Tyler Hero um, and, their coaching, and their coaching staff is incredible. The foundation that they have with Eric Spolstra and, of course, Pat Riley, um, it's a program that they continually just uh, build off a solid foundation, and they are always there. Even though, like last year, they didn't necessarily have a great regular season, they knew what they they knew their worth. They knew how good they were, um, and they they made noise again in the playoffs. I love going to Miami. I'll tell you that. Right? <laughs> when when they were in the when they were in the the finals for three or four straight years, the LeBron years. I mean. It was it was incredible, and Dwayne Wade, outstanding, and of course that's what they want to get back to. Um, but uh, but that's a that if you want to look at an organization as a model to always be uh, relevant and to be competitive and to have a chance, the the Miami Heat has definitely been that for the last decade and a half. Yeah, well, last year I'm going to tell you with what the Panthers were doing and what the Heat were doing on the runs that they were on as eighth seeds, that, that like this place was coming down as a, as a region, <laughs> South Florida. And it was awesome to be part of that. And unfortunately, neither one could really finish it off. But let me ask you this. You spent so much time in Calgary. What do you identify as your team? Who are the teams that you follow the most, NHL and NBA, that, that, that their ups and downs affect you? Or maybe it's nobody. But who do you identify as your teams? Um, it's funny because it all has to do with uh, with geography. So I do definitely keep an, keep an eye on the Stamps and the Flames um, just because I was there for so long. And now that I'm back in Toronto, it's been three years. It goes by like that. But, of course, the Leafs are at the top. The Argos are at the top. The Raptors are right there. So now... Because uh, because we're in the business, we can't really be super fans. But because that I'm on the desk yeah. and I'm not covering a team, I'm much more of a fan uh, than I than I ever was for my 17 years in uh, in Calgary. So yeah, those are the teams I keep an eye on. You think about the NHL, uh, wow. Flames and Leafs, and it might be it might be now it is probably leafs a little more than flames probably because it's a little easier and of course it's the argos and stamps uh, and the raptors and the blue jays so yeah yeah getting back into the toronto roots clearly they're having an effect ontario it's infecting me again rod 
<laughs> well, I, hey, I didn't know it was 17 years, dude. I can see why you would have an affection for those Western Canadian franchises in Calgary for sure. But, uh, hey, here's hoping that one of those teams wins a championship before long. Raptors aside... Um, who do you think wins the Stanley Cup first, Leafs or Flames? I think we gotta. I think we gotta say the Leafs. Do we not? Uh, we have to say the Leafs, absolutely. But um, they have to do it relatively soon. Looks like the Flames are ready to start start that re. Well, what's the what's the right wording they use now? Maybe a retool instead, like a reset. Yeah. Um, you know, the whispers are coming up. Uh, the the buzzards are flying because that blue line has a lot of good parts that would be great on other teams. Um, but uh, so I would I would say the Leafs certainly have what it takes to uh, win it a little quicker than the Flames. But let's face it, the Leafs blue line is not gonna get it done. Mark Giordano, who I adore, should not be a top four defenseman. At 40 years old, I don't care what, what situation or scenario you're in. And he is playing his yeah. lights. He is lights out. Let's be clear. He is filling the role magnificently. But we're only, we're less than 20 games into the season. We can't expect him to do like, to be, to be in that position for the rest of the, for the rest of the year and including a deep, uh, a deep playoff run. So Brad Treliving, who is now with the Leafs, obviously has his work cut out to him because they got to they got to bolster that blue line. I don't know what the window is. Um, it can't all happen uh, this year, but they're talking about Willie. Willie needs to be re-signed. How are they going to do that and build the blue line? Something's got to give, and it'll be interesting to see how they explain what goes on when somebody actually doesn't get what they want. Yeah, and Willie's earning what he's eventually going to get paid. And the thing with Giordano, you know him from Calgary, he's doing what Gio does. He's hitting, he's fighting, he's playing all the minutes, but he's old. I was watching the game the other day. They said he's the oldest non-goalie in the NHL. So as you say, they're asking him to do so much. Jermaine, that's why I love having you on, because you get to talk more than when you're anchoring, right? To give a little analysis, yeah. and it's always so good. So I, pr I appreciate the time, man, uh, and enjoy the sports. Hopefully we can do it again soon. Yeah, looking forward to the next time, Rod, and I appreciate it. Oh, quick apology, too. Missed last week. It was completely my fault. Clark was on the ball too much. I didn't look at my previous email, so I'm so glad that I was on this week, and this mustache probably will not be there the next time I'm on the show, which is probably a good thing as November, well. yeah. I got you. Well, you can't escape us. We were going to get you no matter what. So thank you, Frankie. But th thanks for saying it. Appreciate you. It's all good. Jermaine Franklin's always good with us uh, from TSN Sports Center. We'll take a time out and be right back with overtime. I want everybody's thoughts on the Oilers and the Panthers tonight. What do you think is going to happen tonight? Here at sunrise, I just cannot wait for the game. And the Flames, they're at, uh, what do they got? Flames are at Seattle, yeah. It's the uh, start of a four-game roadie for them. What a great Monday in sports. We'll be right back with overtime after this on Game Plus Television, WQEE Radio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube Live.
Overtime is a proud presentation of our friends at Overtime Hockey Lanes in Calgary, 28th Street Northeast. Not joking. Get on it. Book your Christmas party now if you haven't already. Family, team, office and staff. Again, Overtime Hockey Lanes or look them up on their social media. Their hours are there. Their contact info is there. Overtime Hockey Lanes in Calgary where skill and fun collide. It's an amusement park for hockey enthusiasts. It's all that and more. All that and a bag of chips, which you can get a bag of chips there too. They're fully licensed, lounge. Yeah, just a slap shot away from the old Crossroads Flea Market. Looking up Overtime Hockey Lane. So proud and happy to have them as a partner here. Boom, everything is happening. Can we get this all done in the next six minutes? All your comments? I hope so. I asked everybody, what do you think is going to happen in the game tonight? Oilers at Panthers. Ron Thompson in Calgary. He's a Flames fan. Says Florida 5, Edmonton 3. I see a lot of the audience thinking five or six goals being put up by the, Edmonton, by the Florida Panthers tonight. I can see it. Larry in Medicine Hat writes in and says, Hi, Roddy. The Grey Cup isn't known for its TV ads, but that Martin Short commercial was hilarious. I'll have to defer. I was watching CFL Plus. Flawless stream, but no television commercials on there. Other than league-produced ones. Phil writes in from Dauphin, Manitoba. He says, good day, good day. Thank God it's Monday. Congrats to the Alouettes. My bombers fell a tad short, but that's life. For the poll question, it's the 2005 Grey Cup. That's our poll question today for Kiara Group. What's the greatest ever? Came up with the options of 1989. Riders over the Ticats at Skydome. 2005. Eskimos over the Alouettes in double overtime at BC Place. Or three, last night's Cody comeback. Hence trademarked by producer Clark. Or other. Yeah, buddy. This is fun, too. I do love talking about the halftimes. And you got to understand something. Daryl is watching in Sherwood Park, Alberta, where we're very big in the Alberta capital region. He's got what he says, the top 10 Grey Cup halftime shows. These are his. It's like he thinks life began in this millennium. He might be right, though. He's got Tragically Hip, 2004. And if my brain wasn't so foggy because of this cold that I have, I could tell you where these things were. Oh, four. Ottawa. I'm not a big music guy again, so he's got number one, Tragically Hippo 04. Number two, Green Day 2023. That was last night. Nickelback 2011, BC Place. I was there. Number four, Lenny Kravitz 2007, Rogers Center. Not only was I there, I was interviewing our premier in what I thought was going to be a 16 or 18 minute halftime. Nobody told the broadcaster that halftime was extended to 27 minutes. So I'm there interviewing Brad Wall about what he had for breakfast, what color his underwear were, filling time. I'll come back on that. 2003, Regina, Saskatchewan, Brian Adams. Cuts like a knife. 2014, Imagine Dragons. Vancouver, but wasn't that 2015? One Republic, 2016. I think you got the dates wrong, but that's okay. Keith Urban, 2019. 
And he says, Shania Twain, 2002 Edmonton, 2017 Ottawa. It's one man's opinion. But what I really, really, really love, and a couple things. One that you people all understand, you people, why when I say where I'm at in life now, I'm happy with it. I, these half times I'm broadcast was broadcasting the games. You're running out to take a leak. You got to go shake somebody's hand. Not necessarily in that order. You, you're not paying attention to the halftime acts. You didn't even put in 2013. Again, brain fog here. Got a cold. What was the, the flying skidoos? Who was it, Clark? 2013. You know the guy's in jail now. Headley. How does he not make your list? I know the. Yeah, how do you? I know he's in jail now. That that's not cool. But 2013 doesn't even make the list. They had z uh, skidoos, crisscross over the stage. Man did flip flops. <clears throat> Jack Semple did 1995. Are we forgetting Jack Semple, the one-man band? So again, a lot of fun to debate this stuff. <laughs> Jeff the Stamps fan says, the nylons, 1992. Um, Janet the Forest Season says, I'll take the oil to upset the kitties tonight. Watch your mouth. From Sea Lightning, writes then and says, flying skidoos, where is great. Right? We'll do it all again and talk about a Panthers win over the orders tomorrow, noon Eastern. McFly, hello! This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.